Hey, what's going on, everyone? Kyle here, the You Know I Got So In Stereo podcast is back, and we've got a whole reunion going on. We've got Ed here, we've got Tom. What's what's going on, guys? It's been a minute, player. What's up? I'm just over here with my sandwich and a soda. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sure Tamiya's tastes much better than yours. <laughs> And we've got a special guest in, this, in in the house today. He's actually been on the podcast before, but you know he was he was placed on that Remy Ma and Fat, Fat Joe album. He has a song on there, so we got to bring our boy back at Tano. What's going on, man? Yo, what's going on, fellas? How's it going? I, I, Kyle, I just I have to stop you real quick. I just had a flashback of the time you came to New York and met Guy Tano, and you guys were arguing about Tank for like an hour in my apartment. <laughs> Flashback. We sure I were. missed this convo. What was this about? <laughs> let's not go there. Let's let's not. <laughs> well, I think I think we were ranking the uh, the vocalists from TGT. I think that that's what was going on, right, Gatano? Oh yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. You know, tank sync circles around those guys. It's not even a competition. Let's just get that out of the bag. Wait a minute. Didn't we find you later on in the evening wearing a tank uh, tank top somewhere out in the city? Oh, jeez. Come on. Don't do that to me. <laughs> a tank tank top. Nah, nah, promo nah. Materials. So we know whose payroll this it, player is on. It was okay. Atlantic Records promo material. We're just supporting we our to, boy. Uh, yeah, yo, we went to that uh, Stronger Release Party, and they were they were tossing out uh, tank, tops, tank tops like freebies. Yeah, quality uh, clothing wow. there. Clay, Speaking I can make free- a comment about stronger in quality, but I am chilling oh. in the corner. <laughs> Let's get back on track. <laughs> well, anyway. speaking of freebies, uh, well, speaking of freebies, I remember when I was with Tom, we visited RCA Records, and they were giving out freebies as well, and they gave me an ASAP Rocky T-shirt, and you took it. So, and, and I took you it. took it. <laughs> cool, awesome. Gee, cool. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. I uh, forgot yeah. Gatano so was a lot younger. <laughs> these kids. Uh, yep. Um, but anyways, guys, uh, before we get into what we have to get into, can I just take a moment right now? I got to admit something to you guys. Oh, no. So It's a safe the, space player. Come with it. Yep. So with the Chris Brown tour coming, you know, he's going on the road with 50 Cent and Fabulous. I took the time and went back and listened to some of my favorite fabulous records. Of course, you have Breathe. You have The Joints with Little Mo. Can't Let You Go is one of my favorites. And then I stumbled upon Into You. Now, as a huge Ashanti fan from even back in the day, I was always biased. And I was always like Ashanti's version of that song is better than Tamiya's. So I just pretended like Tamiya's version didn't exist. I went on YouTube the other day and I listened to Tamiya's version for the first time in like 15 years. It's I. Right. It's I would say I would say it's at least on par with the Shanties. How about that? Oh my goodness! I think it's very good that we are separated by about ten thousand <laughs> miles. Because if you say it, that goes <laughs> to my face. How can you say that Ashanti's version, who sounds like she is mid sleep as she's delivering her verses, sounds better than Tamia, who not only originated the song but sounds ten thousand times better? Come on, Kyle. I know we've been a minute apart, but you haven't lost that much sense. Do you even know what happened, Kyle? They just they had Ashanti on the single. Next thing you know, they just ripped her out of the song and put Tamia in her place and acted like nothing happened. It was pretty amazing yeah. at the time. And they act like there was a reason for that. Because on the album, it was horrible. <laughs> oh, you guys are saying. Nah, you know, you, you know I just, I'll just say one thing. Those Aaliyah types of the world, uh, you know, they were real special during that time period because I think you could come up during that time and get away with a lot as an artist. You know what I mean? Uh, now it's like, you know, you got to be a one-man kind of artist. You got to really do it all on your own if you don't have that legal support. So um, it's really up to you to make your big splash. Wait a minute. Are you saying Aaliyah? Are you, is that an Aaliyah diss? I don't understand. Uh, you could please don't. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Don't wait. Com- no, go, go ahead. Go ahead before I jump I in. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. I, I, I meant to say it, Oh, okay. I got confused. Okay. Because right. okay. I thought you were comparing Ashanti to Aaliyah, and I was about to wow. 
out. Wait, hold on. So we're gonna just we're just gonna sit here and diss Ashanti, and everyone's just gonna be like, "Oh, okay." No, that's not how we're doing. Yes, this. <laughs> yes, that's what we're doing. Unless we're talking about Instagram. I'm not but dissing yes. Ashanti. I like Ashanti. I'm, I'm, I am. Not, I'm not dissing her, but I think if she was trying to come out now, it wouldn't even be, you know, possible. And my wife will tell you, I'm a huge Ashanti fan for her time and for her singing. She does have some very fun singles. But we are not going to front in 2017 like that woman had Whitney Houston vocals. It was not <laughs> happening. She had great production, and she knew how to ride some songs, but sometimes she got exposed with the quickness. Mm-hmm. Man. So, aside from the Ashanti news and my personal stuff, I want to get into some current events right now, guys. First off, we love our R&B groups, especially from the 90s, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so of course, we have Escape, who shockingly announced that they will be coming back with new music. All the original members, including Candy, we didn't think this day would ever come, but they're back together. Wow. Thoughts? Listen, I am a huge, huge, huge Escape fan. Um, the cynic in, in me makes me wonder why suddenly the two <laughs> members who were always against the reunion who was tiny and candy, suddenly want to hop back in the studio now that one of them got divorced or whatever they're doing with T.I. So that's just me going, hmm, and stroking the chin. But if this produces some decent music, hey, let's go with it. It's been way too long. These They had three albums, and all the albums went platinum. They basically retired on top. So there could be some gas in the tank. May I make, may, may I make a comment real quick? Now, here's my thought. I, I don't really know too many of these groups that have made like tremendous comebacks like from a musical standpoint. I think what it's about is them dropping a project, creating hype, creating buzz, getting the marketing going. And then, you know, it's not probable that that music is going to be great. It's going to be probably I at best because they'll never be able to match what they, what they had in the past, right? And then off that hype, what they'll do is they'll go on tour, and they'll they'll use the the album as as a means to get on tour and make money. It's the opposite from back in the day. Like now, you put out an album to promote your tour, and back in the day, you used to do tours to promote your album. So that's the way 100%. music has has turned right now. And it's just it's really crazy now that I just thought of that. Were you listening to our previous I podcast, man? Agree. You were taking notes on my previous podcast, weren't you? Damn. It's like <laughs> nah, line for line. I, I, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a fan. I listen to you guys all the time, man. I'm a big fan. I listen to you no, I'm my just I'm joking. No, I'm joking. But that's like that's what we talk about all the time. Like that's and that you that you recognize that because people don't even recognize that you know that. And Charlie Wilson just expertly pulled that off with his latest album. You know, yeah. went on tour and just put the album out. Just so he could keep staying on tour. So, yeah, you're you're right on track. Yep. Now, of course, Escape is, for the most part, associated with Jermaine Dupri. Do you think they need Jermaine, JD, in order for this to be successful, Tom? Uh, I think it would only be right that he came back in the mix, and I have a strong feeling he will, but... You know, I don't think they necessarily need him. But even what what is really even considered a success anymore? I mean, if they sold five thousand copies, like I don't. It's just so hard these days to to determine what's successful or not because music's not selling. You know, so if they can get a tour together, I consider that a success, no matter how the music sounds. Yeah, I'm pretty much with you there. If they come out with a halfway decent single that gets a little bit of spins, like it's let's just be honest, like. The likelihood of them dropping a single that's going double platinum and giving us an album that goes triple is very unlikely in 2017 for anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. freaking Beyonce doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. But the point is, if they can put out something that can turn some heads, get some attention, get some authentic music that sounds like Escape and not sounds like Bryson Tiller or whatever, Future or whatever, if you get some <laughs> authentic stuff, they recapture your fan base and get some folks wanting to go on tour and listen to you sing my little secret and old stuff then you did it you, you know what i'm always you know what i'm always reminded of when these groups or artists make a comeback is when when kyle a few years ago 
interviewed Blue Cantrell. And in the interview, (laughs) (laughs) don't laugh, don't laugh. She said that her album was going to come out and immediately go platinum or something, or she's going straight back to the top. Oh, wow. And I was, I didn't laugh, but I was like, damn, these artists just really don't have an understanding of what's going on right now. I mean, there's just no way. Oh, I would have laughed. <laughs> Come on. Mm-hmm. Long time soul and stereo users know me and my blue can trail history, so yeah, I would have laughed. Jeez. <laughs> I, I really well, like some of her music, though. No lie, like, that song she has. Oh, oh I she's talented. It. She's talented. Sleep in the Middle was such a good Yeah, her song. first album is incredible. Really good vocalist, like, she's... No, I I didn't mean it to make fun of her. I more so meant it to like show that these artists have like a fabricated view of how the industry really is. It's so hard to just they're they're out of them back. Simply they're out of touch. They're out of touch. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you gotta think. You gotta remember one thing. Like a lot of them had mega success in the past, so they think it's always going to be there. Some of them haven't accepted the reality that like it's not the way it used to be ten, fifteen years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, another group is finally going to come out with a project. It seems like we've been waiting for a couple of years now. TLC, they did a Kickstarter, got a lot of money, and then they sort of went silent. I was actually going to have to call the cops on them because they probably took some <laughs> of my money too. Damn. Um, I was getting offended, <laughs> but they actually put out a uh, statement saying that their album is coming out, Tom, I believe in May, right? Yeah, uh, I believe they said this oh, summer. Wow. I, I didn't see the actual date, but um, yeah, my, it's this summer they put the statement out. So uh, you're right, though. We were waiting over two years. They got over $400,000 to contribute in, in the Kickstarter, and uh, we hadn't heard wow. anything. And um, yeah, people were upset, I think. You know, I, I always check like T-Boz and Chili's Twitter, and they hadn't really even mentioned too much about it. So, But we finally got word, so... That, that'll be good, for sure. Well, I'm just glad that y'all money ain't going to waste because I ain't putting their dime to it. I, I love them, <laughs> but I'm like, I need to see some singles or some kind of movement before I start giving y'all checks and you jump the border. So <laughs> good for them for saying that they're going to give us something by the summer, but I will let the music speak for itself. Yeah, but Ed, let me just let me ask you something. Ed and, and Gaetano, even Kyle. Why do they even need our money? One of the most successful groups of all time. Are you telling me they're broke? Really? You know, it's not even about being broke. I mean, uh, if the three of us, well, the four of us wanted to drop an album between the four of us, we could probably drop an album in 2017. That's why I was like not on board with this Kickstarter thing. Right. Exactly. So, so what, so I'm what saying do they is, need the money for anyway? It's almost shameful that to see them have to do that, in my opinion, because it's like it's almost. What's the word I'm thinking of? It's like an insult almost to people. You're talking one of the most highly yeah. selling groups of all time. But in in their defense, I will say this. I mean, they could put out any old junk, but I'm sure because, as Gaetano was talking earlier, they're used to a certain level of production. They want to get the highest name producers. Mm-hmm. They want to get the best studio equipment. So that's probably what the money's going to go to. But again, I'll let y'all do that one. I got deals. Yeah, let me ask you guys a question. I, I didn't hear too much about this story, but it's been making headlines lately. Uh, apparently, Drew Hill did not get uh, the bulk of their royalties from like a court hearing. Have you guys heard of that story? Oh, yes. I didn't hear about that. It, yeah, it, it's, it's, there's been quite a few pieces about that. I, it stays in the know, gossip scene, so not me. What's the latest on that? Because I've seen the headlines. I didn't get to read it yet. I was just curious if any of you guys, you know, had your ears in the streets or whatever. Ed, it sounds like you, you, you know a thing or two about the story. I keep up with it, but again, you always have to wonder about the sources because some of the sources I saw weren't really the most reputable. Right. But the word that's going on in the internet streets the past week was that, as you said, it was a ruling that Drew Hill won't be getting any royalties, so pretty much all those songs you love, they ain't getting paid for it. That was the yeah. long and short of it. Yeah. So that's, that's why the music industry. You know, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, somehow, some way, they didn't have like that much money. You know what I'm saying? You never know what kind of stipulations were buried in their contract. Yeah, but come on, man, Drew Hill compared to to TLC <laughs> nah, in terms of sales. I'm talking about, about sales, not talent, like album sales. Nah, nah, I feel you know. But even so, well, even so, like, how long can they really live off their nesting? You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, but TLC probably gets about no. at least 50k a show, if you think about it. Well, that's true, but again, remember when the last album they dropped was? I mean, freaking 2002, when right. was that last album? And that, that was forever ago. That money, I'm sure, is eaten up. But besides that, I don't think that, well, I would hope, giving these folks the benefit of the doubt, that this isn't just pocket money. This is because they want to create. I don't think they're signed to anybody. So this is something where they want to get the biggest name producers and the best sound right. to match their lofty status. Right, right. And I think that's where the money, the, um, well, the quest for money is coming from. No, they don't you know, I know. Y'all see them pushing a new card, and that's on y'all. But um, you see, the thing is, they haven't been touring, and I think that's the real problem. All these years, they haven't really done shows, so they don't have a stream of income. I mean, that's logical. Right. But why sure. haven't they been touring, though? They can tour. Well, Tom, they need, uh, well, they, they, need a, they make money elsewhere. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, remember last year, uh, there was this episode on, I think, I, f- I forget which TV network it was, but T-Boz was talking to the spirit of Left Eye. Oh, that's how they goodness. make their income. Which, by the way, Bobby Brown oh, is going to be uh, Bobby Brown's going to be on that as well. Uh, they showed a preview of it. I believe he's going to be speaking to Whitney Houston's spirit. So you guys, wow. make sure you tune into that. I'll make sure that I do not turn tune into that. <laughs> oh, come on, Ed, you love this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Now. Um, we we all love like I said we all love our '90s R&B groups right especially the female groups. I want to do a little uh, pop quiz with you guys if I can. Go one for of it. You guys, I'm with it, boy. Okay. One of you guys name name me the members of Seven O Two. Oh, Each oh member. come on! Uh, well, I know one of them because I Mish- I uh, had a show. Too. Which one of you got? Oh, we all know Mila. Mila. Yep. Right? Yeah. Didn't sound like I don't even knew Mila there. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's Mila. Mila it's Irish. Mila. Who was the finest? Times, but she's oh. the only one I knew. Oh, so okay, so we have uh, Lamisha, Irish. Camila, oh. and there's three of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, Mila, yeah. Irish, and Lamisha. And then Orish was the random other one that oh, I right. think she passed away. Right. Okay. All right, so that was uh, that was kind of pathetic, guys. We named one out of three. Let's, let's do one <laughs> no, more. No, Blair, you didn't ask me. I knew Irish. them all. No, I know, I know Irish. Is there a next one, or is that the only one? Do we lose Kyle? All right, well, Kyle comes back. Ed? Yo. Why don't you name the members of Changing Faces? <laughs> Player, you lost me on that. <laughs> Come on, I man. know it's two of them. Damn. You know the members of Changing Faces. And I love Changing Faces. I can't remember their names. Uh, Cassandra, I think it is, and <laughs> I interviewed one, I interviewed Cassandra. Come on, I can see them both clearly in my in my mind's eye, but I do not remember their names. Shout out to Changing Faces, I love both of y'all, but I don't remember y'all names. Hmm. Kyle, we I'm continue back. the trivia without you. Ah, uh, it's all good, but um, I actually had one in mind. This is going to the, to the two thousand zero. You guys ready for this one? Yeah, I'm sure I'm not going to get it if it's in the 2000 era. But go ahead, ISIS. No, oh good lord, no. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, does ISIS remember who was in their own group? Nope, probably not. <laughs> um, anywho, I want to shout out to ISIS on. though. I did like their first album. Their first album, no. Was all right. No, they were... Yeah, they had some solid songs. Yeah, they had a couple of joints. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to quickly go on to some other things. Um, being that Ed is on the show, we obviously got to talk about VO's, VA's very own Chris Brown. Uh, Billboard actually oh, put out an boy. article recently 
talking about this the downward spiral of Chris Brown's career and how he's doing various things and he's hurting other people and, and all that stuff. Ed, please defend your boy. You will get no defense if you come from, like, you know, family, you always got to go hardest for family, so I'm going to go hardest on my cousin. And I'm going to tell you right here, publicly for the world to hear, the reason why we have gotten this deep and this bad with old cousin Chris is because of hangers-on and yes-men and weirdos and people not stepping up to say, dude, chill out. You're seeing the same thing with Kanye. It's these artists who are out of control and these celebrities and their peers that are defending them. I've, I think on a couple podcasts ago we discussed this about how I had conversations with known artists on Twitter going back and forth. If you guys remember, this was like five or six years ago when he had that interview at ABC and got pissed and threw a chair out the window of some like studio. It's ridiculous. Yeah. These artists were saying, well, they should have known not to ask him these questions. It's just going to make him mad. Well, let me tell you something. How many times are you mad at your job? Are you going to get justified by throwing a chair out of your office window? No, you get fired. Interviews are part of an artist's job because it's part of their image and it's part of what they do. And if they don't have the maturity to rein it in, that's on them. It's about time that somebody puts these dudes in check. And when they don't happen, you see them spiraling out of control. That's what's happening to your boy. Plus, your music is trash, so step your game Jeez. up. Jeez. You really got to question someone. You really got to question someone who disses their own family member, but that's another topic for another time. <laughs> Gaetano, are you a fan? You know what? I think Chris Brown's pretty dope. You know what I mean? Like, maybe uh, he hasn't always been in the best public image, so to speak, but uh, can't deny the man's talent. You know, I've always fucked with his, his music, so he's cool with me. All right. Hmm. Fair enough. Well, let's let's get into it then, Tom. Um, we had a special topic for today, and since we're talking about Chris Brown and his bad behavior, I think Gaetano wanted to share some of his bad behavior in the music industry. So, Tom, <laughs> bad <laughs> behavior. Let me uh, let me introduce this segment first of all. So, so you all, all you guys know, I met Gaetano backstage at some sweaty venue where he was doing a show and you know i was like some other some media guy he was forced to you know introduce himself to so we would cover his music but realistically we became friends and he's been on this journey in music and he's had some success and you know it's been great supporting him you know he shared some of his stories with me they've been pretty interesting about you know his meetings with labels and his interactions with artists and producing for artists and stuff like that but the thing that the best story i've heard from gaetano was when he was trying out for making the band and he lost out to Donnie Klang. Is this true? <laughs> this is true. This is true. Donnie Klang, one of Ed's favorite artists <laughs> of all time. But uh, you know. Yeah, him and Cousin Chris, <laughs> boy, my favorite. <laughs> Tell us about how it all went down, Gaetano. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it was one of those New York auditions in the ice cold, I'll never forget it. It sucked. Uh, it was, I believe, it was SIR Studios. Yes, it was actually. Uh, and uh, yeah, Joe Thomas was one of the judges. It was Joe Thomas and Lori Ann Gibson. I definitely remember that, and some other non-known person. And uh, I sang uh, "Boys to Men" actually, and I did it really well. And uh, they basically were uh, really impressed and everything, and like you know. We did some more singing rounds and shit, and then there was this dancing round. And, like I knew I wasn't doing that good because like I'm not naturally a dancer. I'm actually a musician. I play guitar and piano, um, but that wasn't really part of what they were looking for. So Danny Klang uh, was was a way better dancer. So uh, damn, that that. he had better hair than you too, right? <laughs> Much better. Hair. <laughs> I was, I was Where's he at these days, anyway? It was a a good experience, though, because you know what's crazy about it? Like, last year, I did a show with Willie Taylor, and uh, it was in Canada, actually, and I wrote an article about this called uh, How I Got Booked for an International Show Without Trying. And it was basically because I was following the principles of just serving the fans to the best of my ability, 
and not really chasing like the big events, you know, I was just really cultivating like an organic interest in what I was doing. And uh, the booking agents for that show found me like through social media, through like Instagram, I think. And uh, they were serious about it. They're like, yeah, you know, we'll pay for your accommodations and everything. You know, we got uh, Willie Taylor and like so they're Oh, Tom, you know the other dude too. Uh, Maurice, what's his name, Tom? Who's that? Maurice, uh, the talented kid from, from uh, Canada that you featured. Um, Maurice Moore? Yeah, Maurice, Maurice Moore. Maurice Moore, yeah. He was yeah. the other guy that did the show. Yeah, it was a really good show. We all went out after and everything. Like we, we were getting drunk as hell at some like weird club in Montreal. It was crazy. Um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty much the story there. Nice. Ed, you were a big sh- a fan of that show, right? Um, I'll have to catch that one on YouTube. <laughs> no, I mean, um, making the band. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I had to catch oh. that one on YouTube. I think like, the oh. show was, the show I mean, was fine. I think that it's one of those things that hasn't aged as well as I remember it because at the time I was like, oh, this show was dope, but I've gone back and seen like, Ehh. it's more good for memes these days. <laughs> yep. But it would have been a great launching pad, no question. Oh, so yeah. I. Applaud you for getting that far in the process, well, but you know, it's not like most of the band dudes have really blown. A few yeah. of them have like gone to make some um, good inroads, though. Well, so, Willie Taylor's doing good. Props to anybody that's starting to make a little bit of strides. Yeah, definitely, man. Like Willie Taylor's doing this thing. He's still putting out really good music. Yeah, um, I like like one of his most recent mixtapes. You know, it did sound like Eric Bellinger, though. And I know Tom here very. <laughs> oh Eric my Bellinger goodness. Fashion. <laughs> oh, I know boy. Tom, you're really you were really feeling that um that uh last project you put out. Yeah. Listen man, I've nah. nothing against Eric Bellinger, it's just not for me, you know. Nah, I thought I thought you were really I thought you really said though, that you liked his one of his most recent projects. Oh, you must have been talking to a different Tom. Eric <laughs> <laughs> Bellinger Damn. he's fine player give him a break I'm not dissing the guy that, it's just not for me was, man you know it's yo, it's not my like, taste Cuffing Season was like a really dope project the songwriting on that was pretty ill production was, was fire too not, not it is funny though when we when I listen to an album, especially when I'm out to review it sometimes I'll shoot Tom a message and be like this is a great album but it is not a Tom album Right. <laughs> so, Ed, you must be a diehard Eric Bellinger fan since I don't really listen to him because you, you're the opposite of me on everything. <laughs> Pretty much everything, especially food because I like stuff that has <laughs> Especially <flavor> food. <laughs> Man. Hey, guys. All right. Uh, so, what you, I have one question for you guys real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think of that, that female artist that's like a ghost or she goes by her? Oh, uh, no. What is what is oh, this? Oh, we talk now? about we talk about her all the time here. Really? Yeah, we like. Her. I'll, I'll summarize it. There's like a him character now. What is going on? Oh boy. Oh god. No. <laughs> now I will. I will go. I got some bars for him, but actually, I'm a big fan of her. Okay. Yep. Yeah, we love her. Well, t- Ed and I. Ed and I love her. Tom does not love her. I don't think Tom likes him either. Well, him, uh, Guy Tano, just, just so you know, him was actually launched by a friend of ours who also runs another music website. I'll, I'll have to fill you in <laughs> offline. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, you don't, don't ask, but we actually <laughs> featured her in our in our countdown for top songs of the year a couple times. Oh, cool. It's, it, we, I don't even like to call it her, her. It's Gabby Wilson, you know? <laughs> exactly. So, that's our thoughts, but... <laughs> yeah. but Speaking of music industry tricks, um, Gaetano, you've been through some meetings with labels and stuff. That's another story I like to hear from you. Tell us about the time you, you went into like label meetings and how those things went, because it's always interesting to hear behind the scenes how those things happen. Yeah, yeah not, like this was pretty pretty crazy actually. Uh, I'm not gonna name names. I'm just gonna make up fake names. I think. <laughs> but uh, no, I think you should name names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, fuck, I mean, fuck it, fuck it. You know, okay. No, don't uh, name names. You can name a label, but don't name names. Yeah, I'm, yeah so I'm not going to call out a specific person. I think that would be kind of dickheadish, actually. Like Paul <laughs> Williams? Don't call him out. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but anyway, uh, it was when I put out my Fade Away project in uh, 2014. There's one song off that project that caught some people's attention. Um, it was called Speak With My Guitar. It was a really popular record. And uh, it was unique because it was just guitar and vocals, that's it. And then like there was some piano layers on top of like, the other stuff. And some actually some uh, arpeggios from a xylophone. Which is pretty cool. There's yeah. a lot of records with xylophone arpeggios in them. <laughs> but, uh, Jeez. yeah, so um, a friend of mine knew a powerful lawyer in LA and sent him, like, my press kit with, like, that record and, like, some recent mention of it, blah, blah, blah. And he hit me up. And uh, uh, let's just say he was, uh, he had the same last name as a very, very uh, sexy woman in the acting industry. Let's just say that. <laughs> and um, all right. can we all t- can know. we take can we take a stab at this? Oh, all right, sure. Tom, name a sex name a sexy actor. I don't actress. watch First of all, I don't watch movies, so I have no idea. I, I literally don't watch any movies. <laughs> I guess Tom's going to guess. Um Barry? Nope. Jeez. Um, give us a, I don't give us know, Blair. I kind of went for yeah. the pinnacle right there. I don't know. All right, just just <laughs> moving right. on. Well, moving on. So he so he calls me and stuff, and we're talking. He's like, "Yeah, man, I really love the record." You know, he was like telling me about different directions we could go musically if like we decided to work together. He was like, you know, telling me, yeah, it was dope that I have like the rather big vibe. He wanted to go that kind of route, uh, real organic sound, kind of like Alan Stone, uh, rather thick, uh, kind of like a natural sound with some falsettos and stuff, kind of just real smooth. And um, so the next thing he did was he set me up with a meeting, a lawyer scheduled with uh, an A&R at, at, uh, at Atlantic in the Irving Department. <laughs> just put it that way and uh, so I went in I had my guitar you know I played some records uh, played some joints he was like oh yeah you don't you don't you call some other people in here and he called like I don't even know who these people were he called some <laughs> people in there <laughs> honestly that's yeah. how it was like it was yeah. weird like I remember I was you know this is the time you're gonna die laughing it's like I remember like walking through those glass doors and, and like this guy who was like really out of place at the front office desk. Like he was just really just like, oh, you can like have a seat over there and we'll call you Like he was like so out of place and I can see it. He was like Garth from fucking Wayne's World. That's exactly <laughs> what it was like. Yeah. Oh no, my goodness. So then like the dude comes out of the back, you know, of course it's like 45 minutes late. My bad bro. Yeah, shit was crazy. Good to meet you. Good. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Oh boy. Wait, 45 minutes. Whatever. So we go into like this room, right? And he's like, yeah, give me a phone, man. Let me play some records, right? So I give him the phone. He hooks it up to a stereo, and of course, their stereo system's all fucked up. Like oh. they got all this money, and they can't have like a good working stereo equipment. It was just like comical. I'm like, wow, it's really happening. Like 30 minutes go by, and he's still playing the thing record. Uh, then fi- yeah, then finally, like, we got it to work or whatever. We played a bunch of joints and said, oh, yeah, he's dope, he's dope. Keep playing, keep playing, oh, he's dope. Then, like, he called some other people in and, like, some more people were listening to the joints. And then I had my acoustic and I played some joints. And then we were just talking some more. And then he was like, yo, you know, it'd be dope if I catch you in the studio with, like, CeeLo. Uh, I got a whole bunch of people working on projects, you know what I mean? I can just get you in the studio, work with them, see how you work. And I'm like, yeah, cool. You know, I'm not trying to get signed right now. I'm just really trying to build. You know, I was real humble about it. I wasn't even like pressing the issue really. So he was like, yeah, man, we gonna talk, we gonna talk. And I left. And then like a week went by, I didn't hear from him. Two weeks went by, I saw like a follow up. Then I was like, hey man, just you know, it was good meeting you, blah blah blah, just seeing what you, you know try to do whatever three weeks go by for a month goes by a month and a half goes by I didn't hear from him then I had the lawyer I was like yo what happened I'm like I didn't even hear him and he was like oh yeah um, he said he couldn't work with you right now but he would let you know like if you want to work with you in the future 
was like, oh, Jeez. all right. And just, like, and just like that, it was over, right? And here's the funny thing. Like a week later, I saw him at Webster Hall. <laughs> By Webster Hall, like an event. And like, he definitely knew that like I was there. Like I, I definitely, I looked me in like the icon side of him, you know what I mean? And like, it was just like that. Like I didn't exist, you know what I mean? That's just how it was. That's how it is now, so like, yeah, that's how they do. That's how they do things. It's pretty much the music yeah, industry Gatano, in, in a nutshell. Gatano, if you wanted to throw a chair out the window just because of that, I would have been okay with it. <laughs> I mean, Throwing Kyle, a chair I, out I, the window might have helped in that moment, actually. It, you know it what? might have added to your swag to... and credibility. You know what? I was... Yeah, you would have been signed on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yo, I was just astounded by the lack of professionalism. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's why I like. That's why you know, like, music is the only business really where people are so rude that like they can't even get back to you. It's just you'll get totally ignored. Like, there's no other business industry out there that does that. <laughs> None, and it's crazy. The more that I learn about the inner workings of the business, I learn that like freaking Soul and Stereo is more professional and organized than the biggest labels ever. When I get contacts from artists. And they're like publicists. I'm like, good lord, dog. I I could do better than this for you. Man. Yo, yo, Kyle. He must have not have listened to our last podcast where we mentioned how one artist kept both of us waiting in McDonald's for over two hours to get an interview. I did. I did. <laughs> Speaking of interview <laughs> wasn't, professionalism, wasn't it, uh, wasn't it Mario? Hey, easy, easy. We're not no. going to call anyone out. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's how it goes in the industry. You know. I think it was. They don't care. They don't care. It was one of Kyle's no, all-time it, favorites. That's all I'm going to say. It, it's not Mario. That's a different story. Uh, this particular artist uh, in 2016, all he wanted with all all he wanted to be was true, but I guess all he wanted for us to do was ma- wait at McDonald's. So, Damn. it's all good though. I think all he wants to do is sit on the side of waterfalls with his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> shirt off? He was naked, man. Come on. I was looking down there, player. That's you can tell me that if you want. No, Jeez. that was mentioned in the press release. That's the only reason I know. <laughs> Guys, let's leave Lloyd alone. Take your Wait, we're not it. supposed to mention his name. Oops. 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 <laughs> L- Lloyd. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. No. Yep. Um, right. We got a couple of albums coming out in uh, in March, right, Tom? We got four albums lined up, unless I missed one, but. Uh, Motown's putting out Kevin Ross's debut and also LaPorsha Renee's debut. She's from American Idol. And then we also got Trey Songs, one of your all-time favorites. And we got Leela James, <laughs> one of Ed's all-time favorites. I can't believe, is this Kevin Ross's debut? Yeah. Yep. It's strange. Kevin it's Ross. Yeah, he has. A Troy Taylor yeah. disciple. Yep. And uh, he actually hit number one on Urban AC last week, so perfect time for the album to come out. Shoutouts to him. So those will all drop later this month, actually. So. Hmm. And uh, now, can I just add one? Can I add one thing about what we've got going on currently? Yep. So we recently added our podcast to SoundCloud, and uh, hopefully more people can access it that way. And I just want to shout out Gaetano while he's here. The guy's an SEO expert, and uh, he's oh, given us shit, a lot of tips man. along the way. He's uh, really helped us keep things more streamlined behind the scenes so we can reach more people. So we appreciate you for that. Oh, uh, yeah, man. No problem. No problem at all. Ed was already uh, deep in the SEO this- game before uh, before we were, so yep. he didn't share his tips, oh, though. Yep. <laughs> oh, really? Ed? That's what's up. <laughs> Yeah, well, a magician can't give away all his secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I will say this. I know Ed's content, like, I see that it's very well optimized for the most part. There's always good keyword targeting, good word count, well-structured, good links. I, I see you, Ed. Oh, thank you, player. I do get paid to do that in real life, so I'm glad it's <laughs> spilling over. Yeah, yeah. Joy. Yep. Um, along all with these, the all these nerd terms also, being thrown uh, around. <laughs> um, along with the SoundCloud, we're also uploading it onto uh, Google Play, so you can check it out there. It's actually under review right now, so 
Um, I hope we don't, I mean, we don't swear on this podcast, so I think we should be able to get through. Um, and then we're also on iTunes if you want to check us out. I just ruined that for you because I realized I cursed so much this episode. My bad. <laughs> Is that really the is, is that the deciding factor? I don't even know how we get approved, but no, you're good, player. We all grown. Yeah. Um, before we get out of here and get into the food discussion, I, I actually want to bring up some interesting news for those that don't know. Um, Usher recently did a, I think, a podcast with Questlove of the Roots, and he had mentioned that the Tevin Campbell song "Can We Talk" was initially for Usher, but. Apparently, Babyface and L.A. Reid were going through their things at the time, and Babyface decided he didn't want to work with Usher anymore, and he gave it to Tevin Campbell. And that was very interesting. I had not heard that story until you shared that with me a couple days ago. And then, uh, for some reason about Usher, he's doing shows with The Roots. I found it weird. How did that even come together? It's kind of cool, though. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, cool. Yeah, I think it might be, I think he's probably maybe embracing his audience as getting older and maybe falls more in line with the roots instead of hanging around with Young Thug and that other horrible album. <laughs> maybe he's taking it back to the essence. Hey, Amen. That's right. Anywho, uh, let's quickly go into the uh, the food discussion. I know we got to get out of here. Uh, we ran a little late, but we should probably talk about some food, right? That's what we do. What's on your dinner table tonight, Gaetano? Oh, you know, you know, um, there's this pizzeria right near me called Manjans, and uh, if you guys don't know what that means in Italian, it means eat mangiare. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And uh, I ordered a small pie, and it's got chicken cutlet and penne alla vodka on it. It's, like, so mind-blowingly good. Uh, of course, I'm going to probably gain a few pounds from eating it, but it's so worth it. Yeah, that's something not something I'd touch. If you don't listen to these podcasts, Gaetano, I'm, I'm very <laughs> plain as I come. I usually eat I, yogurt um, for dinner. Dude, you're like chicken Yo- fingers and fries. Ch- no, chicken fingers. Come on, I wouldn't. I hate chicken fingers. I like plain grilled chicken. No seasoning. Tom ate chicken fingers. I would jump for joy. And he ain't touching no fried chicken fingers. Not at all. No, he's not. So what? What, well, what about, about you, cakes? Kyle? What? What? Do you, cake. Hey, let's talk about cake. We love cake. Tom, you eat. Cake. Come on, you eat cake. Even I eat because, cake. You know Come what? on, it's, man. It's my birthday in three days, so I got to figure out what type of cake I'm going to get. So I want to hear from you guys. What's your favorite type of cake? Hmm. Cool. uh, What do they even have in Canada? Do they have, like, the normal stuff, or do they have their own... Like, where do you even get it? Do you make in a cake, or are you buying one? Well, it's Canada, not Pluto. I'm pretty (laughs) sure they got cake. (laughs) It's not made out of, like, Lumberjack's maple syrup. Jeez, Ed. So vicious. See, the reason why Tom is uh, ridiculing Canada is because I told him yesterday, you guys remember that Melanie Fiona? Shout-outs to Melanie Fiona, by the way. You remember her single, uh, Give It To Me, right? Yeah. This is yeah, from yeah, back yeah. in, I think, 2010. 2010. But um, over here in Canada, that's that still stays in rotation. Like, on the popular radio stations, that's still in rotation. Y'all like that song that much? No. Well, the reason for that is because in Canada, there's a law where the radio stations have to play at least 30% of their playlist being from Canadian artists. So I guess because it's either Melanie Fiona, Drake, or Justin Bieber, they kind of have to force that song on the playlist. And uh, I was telling Tom, prior to Drake and Justin Bieber blowing up, they were playing that Glenn Lewis, Don't You Forget It song for like 10 years straight. Wow. Oh, so, Tom's going to move up to Canada yeah, I, now. I might now. <laughs> Come on, Ed. That's an amazing song. That's like a top ten song sure of all time. It was of all time, homie. <laughs> that might have been a top ten song for two thousand and three or if, whatever. It if anyone's wondering why, moved on. if anyone's wondering why me and Ed are always arguing, it's because I blamed him and his Southerners for ruining hip hop, and he's mad at me for the saying that. 
Meanwhile, he's up north hanging with the great lyricist Puff Daddy and his making of the band show. So, please miss me with your comparisons. I'll stay down here with my outcast and my big crypt. Hmm. Anywho, I've decided on my birthday, I'm going to get ice cream cake from Dairy Queen. From Dairy Queen. I'm kind of iffy on ice cream cake. I don't know how y'all are. Like, it's... It's good, but it has to melt a little bit. Because yeah. when you just take it out the freezer, oh, yeah, it's man. like eating a brick. That's true. Yeah. Just throw in the microwave for like 25 seconds, 30 seconds, you'll be good. Play you eating a bowl of milk. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, before we Although go, I did though. I um, know that. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, Tom, before. I, I just found out recently at Dairy Queen, they also have uh, ice cream pie, since we're talking about pizza. They have ice cream pie. I saw that. Same thing, but it's just shaped like a pie. I saw it. Maybe I'll try that. <laughs> so, uh, Ed, tell us what you got going on right now on the site. Oh, it's been a minute since you guys have stepped by, so let me catch you up. Speaking of your boy Usher, a couple of weeks ago we ranked his whole discography from top to bottom. So check out the site and see where your favorite Usher albums land. Spoiler alert, their most recent album is Dead Last. So oh, there you go, in case that was keeping you up at night. Jeez. That's great. So we've got that going on. Um, album reviews, we've got Fat Joe and Remy Ma's new album. I took a look at that. Lupe's album. That may be it for album reviews. Oh, and of course... Charlie Wilson's review that's over on you know I got soul.com check that out that's one of the best albums of the year so far and a piece that I've been working on forever and finally finished up I have long said that the year 2006 was one of the was like the last best great year for hip hop and R&B now there've been good years for hip hop good years for R&B but 06 was the last year that was the year that for as a total piece of work Hip-hop and R&B really changed the trajectory. So I finally got that piece ready. Mm. Why 2006 was hip-hop and R&B's last landmark year. And that one's gotten a lot of good feedback. So check that out and tell our brother what you think about that. Throw that on the Facebook, Ed. Yes, I'll cool, do that. Cool, cool. What about you, Gaetano? Uh, what, of, what do you got uh, going on? What do you got going on now these days? <clears throat> Besides, we mentioned oh. the Fat Joe placement. Yeah, I mean, besides the Fat Joe placement, uh, you know, I'm just really trying to think about what direction I want to go. Uh, I kind of want to, I kind of want to turn my own website into like a content hub for like upcoming artists who want to learn how to, you know, step up their game, get tips and advice and checklists and guides and shit like that. Uh, the other thing I was contemplating doing was a one cover per week challenge. I, I would I wouldn't put out any original music unless I do uh, one year straight of covers, one new one per week. I like the idea. Hmm. I just don't I just don't know if I can do it because it's just it's so hard to do that. It takes discipline. Yeah, it takes a lot of yep. discipline. It's a job in itself, you know. It's it's a lot of work. It's definitely not easy. So, right. And speaking of the and I said this privately, but it's always good to give players the flowers while they can smell it and say it publicly. Shout out to my man Gaetano for his pin game because his oh, articles you. are fantastic. Absolutely, hey, you're missing that. Check those out because <laughs> from one journalist to another, I recognize the real. Oh, man, he has you. some great insight on this industry. Thank you. Definitely. Gatano actually saved Gatano actually saved me a bunch of money. One day I decided I was going to be a rapper and go to one of those rapper showcases where I submit like a thousand dollars. And you exposed them. Gatano wrote an article. Oh man, like guys, Gatano, give them the link to your website so they can check out that article because I think that article, amongst everything else, that's so important that people read that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you could, um, you could uh, just go to officialgatano.com and you'll find it there. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, uh, Gatano NYC, and Instagram, officialgatano. 
But if you wanted to search this company's name and find it, just search Google Coast to Coast Mixtapes. Now I'm ranking page one for Man. the home brand. Jeez. Man, I'm just going to put them on blast like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, they know what they're doing. Yep. Tom, you know, what do, what do we have going on? You know I got to. I know we all got to get out of here. Um, we got an interview coming up with Lewis York, Claude Kelly, and Chuck Harmony. God Tino actually came through with me for that one. He's, he's, he knows um, producer Chuck Harmony, so yeah. that was cool. Um, and then uh, we just rolled out our interviews with Jazzy Jeff and Glenn Lewis about their Chasing Goosebumps album, which was pretty cool. And then I actually just created um, a Spotify playlist or the top, what we felt were the top songs in R&B in, in February 2017. So we'll try to roll that out each month. So hopefully people could find a new way to discover the music they've been missing because that's people's biggest problem right now, trying to find good music. So got to give them as many ways as they can find. So uh, that's pretty much it for us. Yep. yep. Cool. And the last thing is we're trying to come up with an R&B, or not an R&B, you know I got soul theme song. I think RL wanted to do it. Uh, we'll see who else. <laughs> Is willing to participate. We might need to get your productions and your vocals on there too, Gatano, since you're on the Fat Joe album now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. RL's nasty, yo. He's like so talented. I know he like supported you guys from the very beginning too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to RL. But guys, looks like we've run out of time, so we're gonna get out of here. Gatano, thank you again for joining us on the podcast. Uh, thank you for having me, guys. My pleasure. For sure. Ed, um, thank you for joining us as well. I know off the air we got to talk about that Get Out movie. <laughs> yes, player, we got to get in on that. Lots of <laughs> lots of conversation to be had there. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, Tom, we're going to just keep this thing going. So, you know, I got so in stereo here. I've got Kyle, got Tom, got Ed, got, got Tano as well, and we're out. Peace. Peace. All right.